445 here on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we are continuing our conversation with Alan Green, founder of the Lifelight Christian Music Festival that many of you remember for 20 years. This would be the 20th year of doing festivals. Right. This year, uh, August 27th was the 20th year, 20th festival. Wow. And so, but this year was different. Right. And for we talked about the massive crowds you had for uh, Lifelight music festival this was in town mm-hmm. and it was called city fest city fest what was it well city fest was was two things one um we had what we called season of service which we partnered with voa volunteers of america dakotas and empower and churches and other nonprofits to say okay let's let's find the the neediest areas in sioux falls whether it's a feeding whether it's a landscaping remodeling painting whatever it is let's find those areas and for 60 days mobilize teams to serve so there were like 100, I think 101 projects, uh, 25, 26 uh, uh, businesses involved, churches, other 20-plus nonprofits involved to serve those folks and do those projects. And then at the end of those 60 days or close to the end, you know, at the end of August, we gathered for a festival uh, at the Canaries Baseball Stadium. We ended up with Canaries Baseball Stadium. That's the only place that would have us. <laughs> uh, so, it's, I mean, it's what we ended up with for location. And then what we did at the festivals, the day of the festival, all that week there were events. You know, we had a festival in Millbank. We had a festival at the prison in Springfield. We had a youth night and a women's luncheon. So all those events we had during the week. And then the day of, on Saturday, we had the Day of Blessing where we invited people in. We had actually purposed to go around the city and hand out little passes that said, free bus ride free meal, services, admission to the festival. And uh, so we had, I think they served over 800 meals at that event. Um, people stood in line to get haircuts. I mean, it was amazing to me to see a mom with three or four little kids and say, you know, this is the first time I've been able to get my, afford to get my kids' haircut. And so we did that, and then we opened up the gates for the festival, which was, you know, the bicycles, motorcycles, bands, the whole thing, just a big fun time to invite everybody to. So why change? What what was your goal here? The goal was was twofold. One, um, we felt like again, it's time to leave the farm. It's time to go into the city. You know, we're residents of this city. We love our city, and uh, we wanted to reach the folks that we're really trying to reach as the church. The other thing is, it, and just frankly, from um, just a practical standpoint, we couldn't afford to do the festival anymore at that level. Well, you and also, I, it's fair to say that. When the festival was over every year, you had to go raise money to cover your cost. It's been, you know, people would say, hey, what do you do the rest of the year? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it takes all year to do an event of that size. And others that run large events like that would say, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a full year deal. We also, as part of Life Flight for many years, since we started by going on a missions trip, we had, we've continued that over the years. Every year we've taken teams to different countries or different works for missions. And we continue that as well as regional concerts. Uh, we continue to get invites from others, especially smaller towns, saying, hey, we have nothing in this city. Mm-hmm. Come here. So it almost becomes if you want to do something in the city, we can't do both. We can't do the large festival and reach those in the city that have needs. We're here with Alan Green. He is founder of the Life Light Festival, uh, music festival that is now uh, this year put on as Life Light City Fest. So first year, how'd it go, Alan? You know, th- two things. Uh it went incredibly well in terms of the ministry impact. Um, we're very clear that we're a Christian organization, and uh, I always, I always tease the guys in the media. I say, you know, we're really the same as you. We just, we don't make up the news. 
<laughs> although some do today. But um, we don't make up the news. We're just, we just bring the good news. We just bring the good news from the Bible and the, and the words of Jesus. That's what we do. Um, then we look at impact. And so for us this year, to see the number of people that came that otherwise never are walking into a church, and this is all new to them, the impact was better than anything we've ever done. So in that way, it was very, very successful. Um, I think the part that surprised me a bit was for years we have had people say, hey, I wish, I wish you'd come to Sioux Falls. We're, we'd like to invite you into Sioux Falls. I mean, you're kind of there, you're mm-hmm. 12, but you're 12 miles south. Um, and so um, it was a little difficult, that part. Uh, we understand working in a large city, you got to go through meetings and, and uh, get through the hoops and so forth. But Lots, um, of, uh, lots of meetings with uh, various members of city staff sitting around asking well, questions. Well, probably should have had more city staff involvement. I think probably city would say that they didn't, they didn't know a lot about this. We just went... Th- we're a ministry. We don't get involved in politics, but so often we're invited places. And you know, other smaller cities, well, even even larger cities, they invite us and say, "Hey, we're glad you're coming, because we know the impact on people. We know that today, you know, there's uh, young people are in trouble. Not just young people, dysfunctional families, uh, suicide, sex trafficking, crime, all of those things." Even though it's a wonderful city here, those are things behind the scenes that we as a ministry want to address. And I think um, most cities want to say, okay, come and help us with that. Um, and so that uh, this is our city. We're waiting to see uh, kind of what happens in the future. Well, that's my uh, question. What's, you, you went through this once. Mm-hmm. It went pretty well. Yeah. What are you going to do now? Um, we're waiting. We're going to other cities. Our plan next year is to do eight what we call we almost call it festival in a box. I mean, we have a whole truck that's got everything to go to a city, facilitate a, a thing, and, and get if we can get churches and city government that will welcome us and get uh, grassroots support, we'll go to any city. I think we're going to do about eight of those next year around the region. But you don't know if Sioux Falls is one of them. We're we're not planning anything in Sioux Falls right now, other than regular ministry. You know why? Um, You're hinting at something okay. here, Alan. What is it? <laughs> All right. Well, I I can tell you, and it's and. So this is kind of first time on this show, but we tried to do our homework to come to Sioux Falls. We met in July of 2016 mm-hmm. with Parks Department, Police Chief, Mayor, and said, hey, here's our dream. We've seen this happen in other cities. We'd like to do this here. I think as I look back, um, there's two opposite approaches to doing a large event in a city. One is, which, you know, I mean, look on my phone today. I see that. We have, wow, we got the pheasant fest coming, you know. And, yeah. And I even got guys coming from all across the United States yep. to, to hunt pheasants here in a couple of weeks. And so uh, they look and they go, oh, hey, it's a great event. The more people, the better. But I think what happened is because we have a reputation we talked about earlier. Wow, it's lifelike. There. And so uh, the red flags went up as soon as we talked about doing a city event. They said, Are you, you're too big for us. And then people on the um, – business side downtown business community and tourism they're like make it bigger what's wrong with that that's economic impact you know years ago i think jim jim hagan is it jim mm-hmm. hagan tourism director yeah he you know it was printed in the argus that he said that lifelight was a 53 million dollar impact which blew me away i mean i didn't have anything to do with that and he said statewide it's 53 million dollar impact okay we're getting excited if we have something that comes for a three to five million dollar impact yeah so uh, we felt like there would at least be kind of a a welcome at an attitude of how can we help you make this happen? We're not looking for money. We're willing to pay for police support. We're willing to pay for all the things that we do. We bring money to the city. Uh, we had people from all across the United States that even came this year. 
um, it just seemed that I think they were a little concerned that we might be too big. Well, I knew we wouldn't be because anytime you make a change, mm-hmm. change the date, wasn't Labor mm-hmm. Day weekend. Give it a different Change the location. We said, hey, we're focusing on the city. We're not, you know, it's not that other people weren't invited, but we weren't trying to get people from all yeah. over the country to come. We're trying to focus on the city. It's not, it's not a concert, right. per se. <laughs> right. So we had, um, you know, we had close to 12,000 people in the Canary Stadium. And uh, we, you know, we monitored that with tickets. Yeah. Um, we know that from offering free tickets or putting anything in front of people, you have to have a lot of time to promote that. And so if we were to do it again, we'd have to start early and we'd have to have an invitation, some cooperation from mm. some level of city government or parks and so forth. We have to f- have find a place to put it. So. Yeah, interesting. So you're continuing discussions or are you just, is it dormant for now? I think we're, we're dormant. We want to cover... Um, we want to cover and finish well with this year's festival, so we're still getting all the bills paid, and yep. you know those will be taken care of shortly. And then we'll take a step back and say, okay, what's the environment in Sioux Falls? Are can we bring? We look for three or four keys. Can we bring some churches together? Mm-hmm. I think we can. Is the nonprofit community? Do they want to work together on this? Is the business community supportive? Which they've been very supportive, and then. Mm-hmm. And then is city government open, you know, can we find a place to put this? Uh, can we put an event downtown or can we put it at one of the parks and so forth? And well, God knows you can't close any streets, but that's <laughs> been my experience. Ellen, uh, uh, you'll have to come back and update us when you uh, yeah. know a little bit more. Yeah. I really appreciate you coming in today and uh, uh, the update. It's, uh, it's very interesting, and we, we look forward to seeing where you go next. But, well, we're going around the region. Uh, Places like Millbank and Okaboji, Lamars, you know, those and other cities as they invite us. So you'll be out there. Uh, Alan Green, he is the founder of LifeLight Music Festival and the continuing work of LifeLight. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.